0: Welcome to the City Point Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy.
1: I was speaking to one of my boys this week and he goes, you know, I just don't understand why it's so hard for people to call out someone when they've done the wrong thing. Because actually, it irritates me. When there's someone in the room, they've done the wrong thing, they've run someone down, and there's no one there to call them out on it. I just kind of said, I'm like, well, it's actually a very confrontational thing to do. That's your bend. That's easy for you to do. You see, there is an anointing on this man's life to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. The title of my message this morning is Anointed. So I want to have a look in 1 John 2, and it says in verse 20, but you, everyone say you, point to the person next to you, you, other side, you, now me, you are anointed. You have an anointing from the Holy One. And in verse 27, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. Well, that's great. What is it? What is it to be anointed? And this this is a really big topic, and so you're getting a very simplified version this morning. But in its simplest form, an anointing from God, it's, it's supernatural. This is nothing that you can muster up on yourself. You know, you can try and you can practice and you can do all of these things, but this is nothing that comes from you. It is a supernatural anointing, empowerment, enabling that comes from God for you to fulfill and outwork your purpose. It's a little bit like this here. You know, we've got this cord and this end that plugs in. It's a bit useless if it's not actually plugged in, right? But this here, this can plug into so many different functions. This boils my kettle, it works my TV, it'll light up these screens, but it's gotta be plugged in and it's the waves. Can you take this, John? It's it's the electricity or there's little cords that are, are through that that has the power. It's like a, the anointing is a superpower that charges and and comes in and creates the power for that function to work out its purpose. That's a little bit like what the anointing is. And so we're just going to have a look on the screen. I've got two points this morning. Number one is anointed for. So we're going to be talking about purpose. And number two, the anointed person. So with point one, anointed for, if we can just have a look at this picture up here. <laughs> you've got up there a lovely Hebrew word that I don't know how to say, ask John later. Okay. Then you've got, <laughs> it's a root word, but it's more important about what it is. It's a root word. And it means these three things, Messiah. Messiah anoint, and cord, which is a rope. Now, with the Messiah, he was the anointed one, okay? And then you've got anoint, and then this picture of a cord or a rope. You're like, well, what's the rope got to do with anything? Biblical scholars would argue that because they all share the same root word, these are intricately connected, and you will find your purpose for your anointing through looking at the purpose of a rope. And so we're going to have a look at that this morning. Um, Now, there are many functions and purposes of a rope, but I'm just pulling out three that I believe are fundamental to understanding our design, to understanding what we are here for. So the purpose, number one, it's to save. How many times have you heard in a movie, throw me a rope? You know, the purpose of a rope is to save And it says in Acts 4.12 that salvation is found in no one else other than Jesus. He is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. Second purpose is to lift up. To lift up. To lift up others. To edify. To lift up his name. That's the purpose. Uh, Here In 1 Thessalonians 5.11 it says, Therefore encourage one another. And build one another up. And the third point this morning is to tie and hold things together. I promise you. And if you don't get anything else from this message, you listen to this. The purpose of a rope is to tie and hold things together. It's a picture of unity. It's a picture of unity. It's so intricately connected and involved the more that you study this. So in 2 Corinthians 3.11, it says... Strive, uses that word strive. That's, that's got some grit to it. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another, be of one mind, not 50, one mind, and live in peace. This is a picture of the body of Christ. So it's to save, to lift up, and to cultivate unity. This is the purpose of your anointing. I want to have a look in Romans twelve four to 8. And it reads, for we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are um, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith, or ministry, let us... um, use it in ministering, he who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So in the Bible there's just so many beautiful gifts. there are establishing gifts which you will find in Ephesians 4:11. I'm not going to read them all out honestly you'll be bored of my voice. <laughs> there are supporting gifts uh, which we just read out in Romans. And you will find that there are ministry gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. <laughs> but here's the thing. I speak to so many of you, so many people who are like, I think, I think I lucked out. I don't think God actually gave me a special gift. And if he did, I certainly have no idea what it is. I don't think there's anything special or anything unique about me. You don't realise it or you don't see the gift of God on your life because to you it's just normal. It's almost mundane. It's so boring to you because it's just a part of who you are. You get irritated or frustrated when people have different responses to you because that's the normal response. That's what you do. But you don't realise that's what's actually unique about you. So you've got to pay close attention and to your responses to things and the way that you do things to give you insight as to what you're called to. Yeah, let's say, okay, Chris over here, he's walking along and he nearly faints and falls over. There would actually be different responses in this place to how we deal with that. You know, one would run over to him and just start praying because you're a prayer. Someone else would come alongside, oh my goodness, are you okay, and sit with him and make sure that he's okay, you know, in the deepest level of care. That's mercy. Someone might come along and go, well, you know, call out the obvious. If you weren't walking in the heat of the day and you were well hydrated, maybe this wouldn't have happened to you. There might be a teacher in you somewhere. (laughs) I know, right? Who needs one of those in your life? (laughs) There's a place for them. You know, someone might come along and start redirecting traffic around him and, you know, checking for any medical uh, information, call an ambulance. That's leadership or crazy administration skills. We are all designed to have gifts and purposes to outwork the purposes of God. They are to save people. They are to lift up and encourage one another. And they are to cultivate unity. So what's your bend? What is your natural gift that the Holy Spirit wants to flow through to outwork his purposes? If we can just have a look at the next um, photograph, please bring that up. Nope. There's a photo uh, in there. It was a quote. Do we have that, guys? I'm sorry. I know my notes were really messy. Here we are. It says, pay attention to the things that you are naturally drawn to. They are often connected to your path passion and purpose in life, have the courage to follow them. Have the courage to follow them. And can I just say this? Don't mistake your trade for your purpose. Don't mistake your skill or your trade for your purpose. Think about it. If you're a carpenter in this place and you have an accident and lose your hand, does that all of a sudden mean that you no longer have purpose? Of course it doesn't. Your purpose is more than your job, it's more than your title, it's more than the wealth that you build, and it's more than your knowledge and experiences. It's what you do with these things to be a saving lifeline to someone. It's what you do with these things to bring edification. It's what you do with these things to lift people up and to cultivate unity. It's actually the difference. It's actually how we unmistakably influence our world for good and for God, This is how we do it. He anoints us. He gives us the strength and the power to do what his purpose is for. But think this through for a minute. Why do we need strength if it's our natural bend? Why do we need power if he's gifted us in it? Well, because sometimes it's really, really hard. We have to mature in these gifts. We've got to allow God to mature us, you know, unto completion. And sometimes that process is really, really difficult. And sometimes you're going to mess it up and you're going to get it wrong. My uh, husband, sitting here on the front row, he's a good man. He really is. Multi-talented. He would tick many of those boxes for gifts and talents. And uh, one of those boxes that he ticks is to help people. He just loves to help people. And so about 20 years ago, he was driving on his way to work, and he pulled in at a petrol station. And there was this beautiful lady who walked in, and she was a mess. She was so distraught. And John, being, you know, the kind of man who wants to help, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. I'm having the worst day. I just, my Car ran out of fuel, it was a couple of kilometres back and I've just walked all of this way in the heat of the day. He goes, do you need me to help you? Would you like me to drive you back to your car? And she went, oh, that would be so helpful. I just need to go and buy this jerry can, fill it up with fuel, pay for it and then yes, please take me. So she gets in the car with him. They're on their way and he looks around and he goes, wow, this is actually quite a long trip. And it's uphill and in the heat of the day. And she goes on to explain just how bad her morning had been. Thank God that he was there to help her. Couldn't get much worse running out of fuel, right? Anyway, he gets to the place where her car is and he drops her off. And he looks in the rear vision mirror as he's driving off and she just gives him this beautiful big wave. So he rolls down his window and he just gives her a wave too oh she must be so grateful so he drives away feeling all good and cozy and fuzzy and wonderful about himself until eight o'clock that night when he popped the boot and there looking back at him was the jerry can of fuel that he had forgotten to give back to her. Sometimes, sometimes you're anointed for things. You might be in a season where you're really bad at it, (laughs) where you mess it up or where you get it wrong. Keep going. Keep going. There are actually countless people that John has actually helped since then, He actually even found another lady who needed, you know, fuel. She ran out of fuel. And I promise you he managed to get the fuel to her. He didn't forget the next time. (laughs) There's a lesson in that. But keep going when it's really, really hard. Keep at it. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep leaning into your anointing. Allow the Holy Spirit to mature you in it. You know, I see people like Pastor Carolina Gunzer who is living through some very, very difficult personal times with the loss of her husband last year. But she has decided to continue pastoring the church all on her own. Well, not on her own. She's not on her own. But she's doing brilliantly. I'd even call it famously because she understands that she's anointed. So she hasn't given up, even when it's hard She continues to show up because she is anointed. You know, and you might look at someone like Pastor Carolina and go, I could never do that. I'm sorry, but who are you to say you could never do that? You don't know what you're capable of. You don't know what's inside of you. Because ultimately, like, it's not actually you. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's actually by his spirit. So who's to say that you can't face these giants? I'm sure that there was one day when Pastor Carolina would have looked at her situation and gone, I could never do that. She didn't start as a solo pastor. She started in a life group. But you've got to allow the anointing to develop and mature in your life. You actually have to start stepping out in it. Even when you get it wrong, even when you're bad at it, just keep at it and keep going. If there is breath in your lungs, you are anointed for purpose, to save people, to lift others up, to cultivate unity. There's actually someone here this morning I would like to honour. There's our beautiful Irene Vick, over here. (laughs) Irene is an encourager. I know this because every time I jump on social media, there she is with her words of encouragement. Oh, I'm praying for you. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. She sends people letters. From her lips is always encouragement, even though I know in the background she has, you know, deals with uh, and struggles with pain on a very serious level. But through her anointing and through the strength that God enables her with, she just wants to go and encourage others. So we'd just like to honour you this morning. Thank you, Irene, for stepping out in your anointing. Yeah. Actually, if you're a senior in this place, can I have your attention, please? Because perhaps, perhaps there might be something in you that doesn't feel like there's any room for you to outwork your purpose in God anymore. But if there is breath in your lungs, there is purpose to be outworked. If I could just share a story with you of a um, a friend I knew in youth, yeah, she said to me, oh. It just felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me at the beginning of the year to, you know, pray for our youth leaders, um, our youth pastors at the time. She goes, on a daily basis. I went, okay. She goes, yeah, I didn't think it was doing anything, you know, blah, 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 just how it comes. She goes, oh, until this one weekend when I forgot to pray for them and the whole family came down tragically ill. I went, ah. She goes, yeah, so I've just decided to keep praying for them. I went, that sounds like a good idea. What if you actually had a family or a member of the leadership team that you adopted and committed to praying for on a regular basis? The generation who understands commitment. What would that mean to us? Don't, you know, it's wonderful to come here and to listen to worship and, and the experience that that brings and the strength that that brings. We are on the front lines you have no idea what these guys, what we all endure in the background. To have someone praying for us might be a grace. When you're saying grace, thank you, Lord, for the food we're about to receive, and I just pray your protection over this particular family. You might have to skip dinner that night and fast as the Holy Spirit leads you down different places. What if it was once a week? Chris, Rach, what would it mean for you to have someone adopt your family in prayer? Okay? Hey? Amazing, yeah. We have six individuals and six families in the leadership team. I promise you we could absolutely use your help. And if you're sitting there listening and going, well, I'm not a senior, but I like to pray and I'd like to do that, please do. (laughs) You don't need to wait for me or for Pastor Graham or for Pastor Mel or for John to come and validate you. Just start stepping out in your anointing. Start to let it mature. Together. Together we do this. Together we're strong. And I do just want you to, if you can bring up the picture, the last one, of the end of the rope, please. I want to have a look at how this is made. Have a look there. You've got threefold cords. Sound familiar? In the Bible, it talks about the threefold cords that are not easily broken. Look at how this is made. Those ends. What are the threefold chords made of? They are made of several individual single strings. This. This is a picture of the church. This is a picture of the body of Christ. <sighs> Bound together, thinking together, working together, loving together forgiving, together, extending grace for together. We are stronger when we are together. Actually, do you know what a rope needs to stay healthy? Mr. Knotman, Mr. I'm-so-good-at-knots, do you know what a rope needs to stay healthy? <laughs> you don't? Hmm. I actually feel a little bit better about that than I probably should. He did a whole sermon. Spent five minutes. I'm so awesome at knots. <laughs> it needs oil. In order for a rope to stay strong and healthy, it needs oil, which brings me to my second point: the anointed person. Amuseos, if you could come up here and join me, that would be amazing. You see, anointing is for purpose. Yes to save people, to lift others up, to cultivate unity. But the anointing, the anointing is also just for us. Let's have a look at this scripture in Psalms 23.5. This is King David speaking. It says, he anoints my head with oil. He anoints my head with oil. This is something that King David was actually very familiar with Because he would daily do this for his sheep. And you all know that we're likened to sheep in the Bible. But this was the purpose for anointing his sheep. Number one, the sheep would often clash heads, literally come and buck one another in the head. But when the oil was on there, it would help to kind of smear it so that they didn't do too much damage. See, the shepherd knew it was inevitable that they were going to bump heads, but he had to put oil on it to make sure that it, there was a, a way where it wasn't going to hurt them too badly. Ever bucked heads with someone in this place? Oh, be quiet in here. If you haven't, you will. The second purpose for anointing the sheep, it would help to keep pests away. All of those ugly, pesty, unwanted things like self-doubt, anger, ugly self-talk, shame, rejection, addiction, fear. Do you know none of these things are from your Heavenly Father? None of them. He wants to save you from these things. The third reason, the third purpose, that he would anoint his sheep, it would help to heal them. I know, I know, there are areas in there that are just really, really hurt. Areas deep within your heart that are just simply too painful. Physical, spiritual, mental, Emotional. But would you allow Jesus to start the healing process in these areas? Would you allow his oil to permeate every part of you? His anointing can help to heal you, it can help you to forgive and move forward, it can help you to become whole. But you have to allow him to start the process. Without oil, Ropes actually become dry, weak, brittle. They even start to fray, sometimes even until it breaks. You might find yourself a little brittle, pulled away, not connected, not part of that beautiful threefold called dry. Would you allow His anointing just to come and soften you, permeate every part of you? It's just too easy to be hard hearted in this world. Being hard hearted, that's the easy thing to do. Being soft, that's the hard path. But the anointing is there to come and help your heart to soften. We don't have to do this alone. He's here for us. Allow the Holy Spirit to penetrate every part of you, to open doors, but perhaps you've closed off, locked the key, thrown away. No one's getting in there. You know the characteristic of Jesus. He is a gentle spirit. That's characterized in Scripture. He's not rude, he's not arrogant. He's not going to push his way in where he's not invited. No. He'll wait for you. And he's so, so delicate when you allow him in. Let's pray. Beautiful, beautiful Jesus. We just thank you, Lord, that we are anointed by you. We thank you for gifts and talents that you have given us to start outworking our purpose, Lord God. I pray that you would awaken things within people this morning, Lord God in business people here, Father, to understand what it is that you are asking of them, Lord, for parents, for employees, for employers, for students, Jesus, God, that you would begin in this place to start to awaken us to our purpose, to our calling, you, God. And I pray that you would direct us and lead us in that. And Jesus, for every person in here, Lord God, who might be struggling, who might be feeling dry, who wants to know what it is to have your anointing oil flow through their lives, a super enhancer, not alone, a perfect God above. Holy Spirit, I pray you would do your work in our hearts this morning. Don't let us leave unchanged, God. Amen. Amen.
0: So good. What a great message that was, wasn't it? Did you get something from that this morning? Thank you, Rachel. You know, um, just as Rachel was praying there, I was kind of feeling to pray for people. Um, but the anointing, it's not oil, okay? So, oil's the representative, okay, throughout Scripture and, and today. It's the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there's your cord right there. And, you know, the three together in unity are unbreakable in your faith. And so this is what I'd like to encourage today. I want you to exercise today's message. And if you are in any of the categories that Rachel has just spoken about where maybe you've allowed your rope, so to, so to speak, your life to run a bit dry, in other words, maybe your all-knowledge, so you know the Bible backwards, but you don't have relationship with Jesus or allow the Holy Spirit to move in your life. Or, or maybe you've got two of the cord, but you're, you're missing out on allowing and talking to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Spirit of God is our counselor. And can I just say that in my life, there has been a bucket load of times that I would not have, I would not be standing on this platform if it wasn't for the Spirit of God. And so how has he counseled me? Well, this is, I'm going to tell you what I do and I would love you to do this in your life, okay? I sit on my bed and I just say, God, I can't really feel your presence right now. Just being honest. But I know you. I know your words. Jesus, I have received yourself. I know you. And your word says that you're my counselor, Holy Spirit. So right now, I'm going to sit here and allow you. I'm going to try my best to still my mind. And would you just counsel me? And I can't explain it. I remember when I was nearly, the spirit of depression was trying to take over my life. And it was literally like a black cloud sitting right there, right in my face. And I've never experienced that before. I can say it. You might not know what I'm talking about. But it was there. And it was the spirit of depression. See, that's why I know depression is a spirit. And all I would just I just said, I I I was I was falling apart. I just said, Holy Spirit, would you counsel me? I will not say I am depressed. Because that's me confessing the spirit of depression over my life. But Holy Spirit, I will confess you. So, Spirit, would you counsel me? Would you renew my mind? Would you you wash me clean? And I just sat there and I got up about 30 minutes later. That's how long that fight was for me. 30 minutes later, I got up victorious. I never said I feel depressed and I got up and I knew that the Spirit of God strengthened me. See, that's the anointing. And in your life, you have the opportunity every day to say like Rachel said, I, I stuffed up on this today. I said the wrong thing or I didn't say what I felt like I was meant to say. Or I went to help someone, but I left the help in their boot and walked away. <laughs> and and I, I've really just messed some things up. But Holy Spirit, would you help me? And I'll still myself in my bedroom at home, in my car as I drive. And just allow the anointing of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit to wash over my life and make the rope of my life flexible. Take away the hard heart and soften it again as a believer in Christ. Does that make sense? So I want to empower you today. Rather than me having an altar call and laying hands and all that hoo-ha, which is fantastic. Today you have the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Why? Because you are anointed. You are an anointed one, amen. But I'd love to say this also. Some people here today might feel like the last picture Rachel had up on that screen. The frayed end of a rope, broken, separated, no longer flexible, moldable, but just hard and not usable anymore. Like a life worthless, a life without Jesus in it. And can I say today that Jesus, I just felt like, Rachel, you're preaching, that God was calling people through that message today. And he was saying, I want to anoint you too. And so today, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you feel like the end of the, the frayed rope. And you're just like, you know what? I want to be connected. I want to be strong. I want to know the one that created me. I want to have this Spirit of God thing in my life, strengthening me, counselling, helping me and walking with me every day. I want to have that person in my life and I want to have Jesus forgive me of my every sin because they torment me, they remind me how bad I am and the past that I have and I need that taken away from me. Only Jesus can do that for you. And today, here is the call. Would you come back to your Creator, to your Father, to your Savior, Jesus Christ? So I'm going to ask if every eye could just be bowed in honor of this moment. If that's you today, just be bold. I won't ask you out the front, I won't embarrass, but I want to pray with you. So if you could just lift your hand right where you are, and I'm just going to.